What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. I don't have headphones on. I can't hear that. I know. Well, neither do I. But I did say, are you ready? And you were like, yep. And I go, okay, here we go. Do you always play the music like that? Well, I do it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's different ways you can do it. I generally insert the music first. Okay. And then mess with the levels yeah. so that when we are wearing headphones, which we normally do, yeah. we can listen to the music while it plays us in. Okay. Anyway, this who fucking cares? Um, uh, ready to talk about some sex? Yeah, let's do it. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's uh, let's take care of a few a few uh, housekeeping items. I'd like you to cut your toenails. Uh, have you seen my nails? Yeah, they look fucking great right they now. They look like seashells. They have a really nice uh, gloss to them. Yeah, I don't know if we ever talked about that on the show. I paint my nails. Yeah, my toenails. Um, mostly because I just really love the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. And when I teach yoga, I'm not wearing shoes and I like, 
I like attractive feet. I like catching my colorful toenails like in my peripheral vision. Uh-huh. Um yeah, they're looking really good right now. Becca picked out this color and I was it's like a shimmery It's like an sp- inside of a seashell. It kind of catches this like um uh coral kind of yeah. glow in some lights. Yeah, I like it a lot. I usually go for like a more of a nude sort of color, like mm-hmm. a like a like a really pale pink. Right. Or like a uh like a a beige. Yeah. And you know what's nice is that I don't really like having my fingernails painted, but with my toenails, they can get chipped and stuff, and it's not right in my face. I exactly. don't have to see it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I like that. It's yeah. no bling. Um, anyway, so, uh, babe, we had our anniversary. Yeah, it was great. We did it. Yeah. And it was such a lovely day. It was. And I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who um, messaged us and, and wished us a happy anniversary. We It was a very happy day. We... We went to the beach. Okay. Um, we carried that whiny dog over yeah, there all it, the way down the beach. You can kind of hear one of the dogs we have is just whining here in the corner if you can hear her. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Hi, Maynard. Hi. I know. So we took all the dogs to the beach. I think there were a total of uh, eight dogs yeah, at the beach. Yeah, with that pit bull. Yeah. It was, uh, it was um, stressful, to say the least, but, but also it was quite sweet as well. And then um, we we took our we took our traditional annual annual anniversary photo with you on my shoulders, but I threw my back out. Yeah, we we know we threw you threw your back out again. Oof. Yeah, so uh, so we had to do it laying on the ground, and Taylor got up on Brian's shoulders and took the photo. It was a spectacle. Yeah, uh, an so event. that was really it was really nice, and we we gave each other gifts for like the first time. Yeah, that anniversary was, gifts. That, it was the first time in a long time. So what did you get it me? It felt a bit strange. I got you a necklace. You got me a really nice necklace with a nice pendant, a knife pendant. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, from Pro Skates. And uh, I got you. Uh, I got you what I said I would get you on the podcast. A yeah. Crocheted bikini. You sure did. Um, Purple and white. It's pretty. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I'm actually, not wearing it in the photo, but it's only because we should take some, a photo of you in it. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll one. Put it up. We'll get one. It's funny because I was—I remember my mom gave me a crocheted bikini when I was like, I don't know, maybe ten or eleven, and I was like, this is scandalous. I don't think I can wear this. Um, so I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, the woman who who actually made it. Uh, you can find her on Instagram, and it's at planet underscore Jupiter underscore uh, planet Jupiter, and. Uh, she basically makes crocheted clothing. And she sells them online? She sells them online. Yep. Yeah, and ships worldwide. Cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I gotta check more of that out. Yeah, she's and she's from here. She's from Nova Scotia. Rad. Yeah. Love um, that. <clears throat> so there was that. That was really nice. And then the other thing that I wanna uh, I wanna just take a moment to acknowledge is that we've been nominated, babe. For what, babe? We've been nominated for uh, the podcast awards, the annual podcast awards. Um under the mature category. <laughs> I noticed that there's some, uh, what else is on that list of, of nominated? I don't know any of the podcasts. I, I don't know them either. Uh, them Loving out. BDSM. That mm-hmm. sounds like a fun one. Yeah. Uh, the Lonely Hearts Cafe. I've heard of that, I think. I like that name. Uh, gay Straight Debate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good Looks, Bad Looks. Uh, good Looks, Bad Books. Okay. Uh, an Older Gay Guy Show. 
Okay. And I old, like that. That's the name of a show? Yeah, it's called An Older Gay Guy Show. Okay, I like it. Uh, there's a couple other ones there. I check all these out. Yeah. I always wonder how to find these mature-themed um, podcasts. I think you literally just like go to iTunes and look up like... The sex? Sex or mature. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've been nominated. Uh, there's a bunch of like other categories with like some pretty big heavy hitter names. Um, I, you can't vote. I, like they have like a voting committee. So like I think at this point it's just kind of up in the air whether we get it or not. Oh, okay. But if anyone did nominate us or like, thank you. But, yeah, thank you for that. That's super cool. It's kind of fun. Where are we nominated for best of Halifax this year? Oh fuck, that was the other thing. We've been nominated for Best of Halifax, <laughs> Best Podcast. Did I just break some news to you? Sick Boy has won it the last two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably going to win it again. Very likely we'll take it again this year. Yeah. But if you're listening to this, just, I would love to just like, just take it under the rug from Sick Boy. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, go on over to bestofhalifax.com or something like that. Just Google Best of Halifax. And uh, register to vote. 2018. I find it very hard to search the for that. It's pr- it's pretty easy. We should put the link out. Yeah, just best of Halifax. Okay. We, we can put it out. It's on our Instagram too. Okay, enough. That was Jesus Christ. That was seven minutes of just like Ugh. pure garbage. Okay. Let's what do you get want to talk it. about? Let's there's a couple things. It. Well, yeah. There's there's a couple <laughs> things, and I I don't know whether we should start with this um this brain boner, or if we should start with kind of the other thing that's been bugging us a little bit. What do you think? Let's go brain boner because it's interesting, and then we can and then we can get complainy. Okay, <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, so this brain boner is from Toronto. Uh, hey guys, love, love, love the podcast, and so happy to be listening again after the big break. My husband, oh yes, this came back in June. My husband and I have been poly for about four years, and I've been dating someone for two years now. My boyfriend and I are an amazing match, and we've started to blend our families by having trips together with the kids and lots of family time. It's really quite beautiful. I'm writing because I'd like your opinion on an ongoing issue I've had with my boyfriend for the past year and a half. He can't say he loves me. He loves everything about our relationship, but he can't say that he loves me. I can see there is a lot of love between us. It's undeniable. When we've talked about this issue, he always tells me that he wants to redefine the word, and it's not something he can say, although on a drunken evening one night he confessed that he can't say it because he doesn't know how to separate his primary and secondary love. I can't find anything online about ways to deal with loving multiple people and how to work through primary and secondary feelings. What are your takes on this? For me, it's easy. I'm super emotional and I just love everything. But for him, it's not, and I'm really trying hard to understand it. There's nothing harder than having to censor yourself after some good sex when you want to scream, I love you. What is your take on this? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, so so hold on. It, her... She's married? Yeah. And her boyfriend is the one who, who can't say he loves her? Mm-hmm. But she loves... And, and she has no problem saying I love you to him. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, honest to God, I... I and this might sound a little glib, but I think the... I think really the issue here is that both of them are putting too much weight on the meaning of a word, right? So like, okay, she loves everything and loves to say she loves. She's like me. That's me. I fucking, I fall in love five times a week. 
I love ev- I love everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? I love to say the word love. Uh, I love to show love. I love 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 love. But also, I don't put too much weight behind that. Right. Right. There's some things about love that I take very seriously. But also, there's a lot of it that I, that I, it's like, I love you, but it's not, like that article, I love you, but it, don't make a big deal about it. Right. It's not a big deal. Right. So, I feel like she's kind of in that boat. Right. Whereas her boyfriend is the complete opposite. It's like the word love is like, is like um, saying the word Voldemort. It's so funny because I identify with that person. With him. Yeah, you're him. Yeah, so much. Like, yeah. I find it really hard to say something that I don't feel is true or like don't feel connected to deeply. Like if I don't feel it, I have a really hard time saying it. And when it comes to, I love you. That's one that sometimes I, I literally have to like grit my teeth and say it because I know the other person needs to hear it. And I know that I do, but I just don't fucking feel like saying it for some reason. Right. I don't know. Okay, so, right? So that you're him. Mm -hmm. I'm her. And in the same, like, so if she, if she just is is able to just say, I love everything and so easily. Yeah. um, I think you also need to just be kind of cool with the fact that someone else can't and, and not put the weight behind the fact that they can't. Yeah. Just because he can't say he loves you doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. Yeah. You know what too? And there's that whole thing about the five love languages is like you say it. You're, it sounds like you're verbal about it and he might just not be verbal about it. And so maybe you could look at other ways he might be saying he loves you with his actions. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, like I know it feels good to be told that like, I love you. Like when you say I love you or when you text me, like I love you, mm-hmm. it fills my heart. Right. Like it feels so good. Because um, I don't say it very often. Yeah. You don't say it. You don't <laughs> say it as much as like I, I say it. Right. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm not the greatest one to like add to this because I, I, I'm, I'm such a, I find like nothing that matters. <laughs> like that's the way I that's the way I approach life in general is nothing fucking matters unless you're I, engaged in some road rage. Uh yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then something matters very much. And everything matters. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, but like it, it, it I always rem- I always have to remind myself like whenever I'm feeling a certain way. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Nothing fucking matters. Yeah. We're, I, we're all we're dead we're dead in like no time at all yeah so is it really that big of a deal that bridie hasn't used a, a particular word mm-hmm. at me <laughs> yet yet she gave me a really nice kiss when she uh left this morning and went out and and took the car to work you know what i mean like <clears throat> yeah we we place so much meaning behind behind words um when and we have such different relationships to words like even you know talking about love so that can mean something really different for me um than it could mean for you what was what was her issue she like she just wants to figure out a way 
to get him to say it to her? I think she... So, no, actually. So then she said that he, she thinks a real issue, or he said that the real issue... He told her this when he was drunk, and I, I, I think you have to be take everything a little bit with a grain of salt when people say it when they're drunk, because it's not a balanced. It may be true, but, yeah. but it's not balanced. Anyway, but, but that he was having trouble differentiating between primary and secondary love. So that made me wonder if, like, does he have a primary partner outside of you that he's like he feels he can say I love you too but doesn't feel like right, he can say it to you because she's the second because it's reserved or it's res- yeah, exactly it's reserved for one partner maybe that's it yeah maybe and again I think it's just I personally from the outsider's perspective mm-hmm. I, I just think there's just too much meaning being placed behind the words yeah you know like even even primary and secondary it's it's you know even some people hear that and they go, oh, even wife or and girlfriend or yeah. husband and boyfriend, like people have a, a definite attachment to. Um, well, as soon as you put a label to it, as soon as you put put like a, a word on it, it it will it will foster and like cultivate these these meanings to mm-hmm. particular people on one side or the other. Yeah. Um, and. And a lot of times those meanings are, are non-valid, right. you know, like, like valid, yes, valid in that you, you feel a certain way, but non-valid because, um, that's not what that word means. It's not what it means. Yeah. Like it, like we never use the word you and I, for example, you and I, and we'll use Becca. Um, we've never used the term Bridie's my primary partner and Becca's my secondary partner mm-hmm. because Bridie and I own a house own a house or we live in a house together and we own a pet together and we pay bills together and we share a credit card. Beck and I don't. Mm -hmm. So you're my primary and she's my secondary. We never, we never use that term. In the beginning we were like, all right, Bridie's the inside partner and Becca's the outside partner. Right. Um, But then that even like sort of dissipated. That didn't last at all. It lasted like a week. I don't even remember. We didn't have other words in place of that, though, I don't think it was just. I no. guess his girlfriend and and wife. I just. I mean, if I'm introducing someone, I'll say, say this is my wife Bridie. Yeah. Or I'll say this is my girlfriend Becca. Yeah. Sometimes this is my wife Bridie and this is my girlfriend Becca. Right in the same. Yeah. Conversation. In the same conversation. Yeah. It's, Becca. Becca. So Becca. A couple of times has verbalized like like girlfriend just doesn't seem uh, like as important strong enough. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I wish you could like introduce me as your life partner. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'll never introduce anyone <laughs> what about as the my word life partner. partner. Yeah, just partner, yeah. you know, like if everyone just becomes a fucking partner, because I think because of those things you listed that we have, that we share, it's like, that doesn't, I've always, you know what? I'm totally having this flashback to being a kid and, and having my stepmom tell me that, um, you had your 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 family and then your extended family and i had a really hard time with that because i have siblings that that i guess were considered my extended family because they didn't live with me but i never could grasp this this like hierarchy of of people's value yeah. um but anyway uh so and that that's the thing like introducing a hierarchy is uh, i to me it just seems um it seems problematic. I also don't know how to. 
But some pe- for some people, it really works. The hierarchy thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. You know? And some people love it. Some people really yeah. enjoy that that aspect to it. Um, I feel like we're not giving the... We're not giving her like any solid advice. I think we're just kind of yeah, like, this like, is how we you, feel. Do about you know it. any? Well, yeah. Do you know any resources on it? Um, I mean, w- more than two. Have you read that? I I haven't actually read it, so I shouldn't say that. I've read the first few pages. Becca has been reading the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. We just op- we just open things up. Okay. And she's been reading reading it hard. I find it's really good when you're when you're going through like. An, an, an emotional sh- shift of some kind in your relationship to yeah. have like a book like that yeah. nearby. Uh, the book is called More Than Two. It's it's this giant book. It's like the encyclopedia of uh, uh, um, ethically. I mean polyamory. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or what's the what's the term that Chris Ryan kept using in that workshop? Like pioneering or no no no. Um, Jesus Christ! How the fuck am I not? My brain just shut off. My uh, brain, my brain. Consensual non-monogamy. Okay. Boom. Consensual non-monogamy. Or ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, the book is like uh, it, it's huge. It's a huge book, and you you basically use it as like a reference book. Yeah. You're feeling a certain way. Well, go to the book and find the the, the section that. Oh, yeah. it, that is about and and read it and oh, it's that's like cool. yeah it's very it's very uh helpful i gotta read that i don't even know what i'm recommending when i recommend that um i hope that helps what did she have a name Gilen. i hope uh, that helps you yeah i hope it helps you too you know i never know if it's okay to say someone's name even if they put it because sometimes yeah. people's email addresses display their like true names, but then I know, <laughs> I know when they when when they people email us and they're like, please uh, keep this anonymous. I'm like, uh, sure, but also we know your name. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I hope that helps. And I mean, it, it, you know, it's nice. It sparks a little conversation there. Yeah. Um. It it it. Uh, it's I mean, good food for thought for it sure. It is food for thought. Yeah. Are right, you ready to complain a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I. Let's keep I, it brief. Let's let's just fucking let's keep it brief. Okay, this is a very brief <clears throat> note to say that um, we had a thing happen where we had to remove an episode because a past guest that that was on that episode was uh, getting some flack for it from the community. Yeah, she was an anonymous guest. Mm-hmm. She uh, used a, d- a different name. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some people in her, in her social circle heard the episode, recognized, recognized it, uh, the, and then word kind of got around Mm -hmm. and then to like family members word got around. Yeah. And then it became, um, it, it basically steamrolled into this scenario, this situation where our past guest, um, uh, reached out to us to be like my my entire life is now in, sh- in shambles yeah. and about this thing because everybody in my life thinks that uh, are I've, worried or are concerned that I've lost my fucking mind. Yeah, based and, on her based on her sexual decisions yeah. and her choices and preferences. Yeah, in relationship. Yeah, and that that really just didn't sit well. And obviously, we want to 
continue to support our our friend and guest, but um, we wanted to just mention it because shaming is like a form of bullying, and I think we really need to be wary of how we express our concern and worry. I know I feel that like when I think about my younger sisters or my nieces, like of course I want to I want to take care of them and protect them in every way I can. But I think just since we've been talking about language, there's got to be a better way of expressing that and putting that on somebody else to carry your concern and and your worry, not you, the listener, but all of us, because we've all been uh, clumsy with our words, I think, from time to time. And we don't realize how quickly shame can happen. Like Mm. You know, the minute someone questions anything you do, they're, that's the budding, that's the seed of shame right there. Mm-hmm. It can be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like it, what, what I understand um, the scenario and the situation that our, our, our friend was in, mm-hmm. our past guest was in. And um, I, I get it. I get why there was such a sort of shock to the friends and family. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's, there's this, there's this part of me that's like, it's can't just enough. Like, can't we just be over this like fucking thing where sex is, is like shamed and, and, and like, um, you know, made to be so taboo and, this this thing that we are all doing mm-hmm. i mean for the most part right mm-hmm. like we are all fucking we all exist because of it right so almost every almost everybody on the planet is engaging in sex or wants to engage in sex mm-hmm. so like why can't we just fucking talk about it mm-hmm. and and not make it such a big deal you know like t- two examples of this were um uh I had posted the Vice article on Sick Boy's uh, Facebook page to be like, hey, this other podcast that we do, um, we were featured in Vice, check out the article. And I guess there's a bunch of people who listen to Sick Boy who aren't aware okay. of Turn Me On. Right. And there was this uh, this woman who commented on that article and basically expressed her concern that board members of where she works will catch light of turn me on mm-hmm. and be um and like be angry or like she might get in trouble because she's been pushing sick boy through her work and to her colleagues so so um so actively since she saw me speak at a at a conference yeah at a conference that has nothing to do with sex, has everything to do with like death and dying. Right. And I read that comment and I was like, what? What do you like? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, why does that ma- Why does that matter? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And, the, and then the other thing, like if anybody didn't read the article, the Vice article, there was also they, we, they talked about how Taylor from Sick Boy and myself were mm-hmm. cast as uh, uh, starting teammates on this very, very popular Canadian reality TV show mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. And um, two weeks before we were set to start shooting, yeah, uh, they cut us 
because the network got word of Turn Me On. Turn Me On. Yeah. And they were like, nope, this is a family show. And our advertisers get wind of this, then, you know, yeah. they might pull. They might pull out of the whole shebang. And it's like, guys, we're, like, we're talking about, we're talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Is it that is it that big of a deal? Yeah, it is that big of a deal for some people. Like it's very, you know, private, uh, very private um, thing that needs to be yeah. kept in the dark. Yeah, like things can be private, mm-hmm. but things don't have to be shamed or kept in the dark. Like you say, like yeah, you can have privacy in your life, but also just. Just acknowledge, just admit it. Just admit it. We're all freaks. (laughs) We're all fucking freaks. We all like to, we all like to put our genitals in and on and, and through things. (laughs) And we like to have things on our genitals and we like to have things in our genitals. And we just fucking, that we just, we want to fuck. Mm -hmm. People fuck. Yeah. Well said. That wasn't well said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we um uh we I don't, do we want to say anything about uh, else about about that particular we pulled the episode we we didn't we didn't want to pull the episode but also we wanted to like yeah um, you know dampen the fire um that was going on in our friend's life and so we decided it would be best to to help her out to just pull the episode and maybe we'll put it back up at some point maybe, yeah maybe not but. Yeah, no, I think that was everything. I just didn't want removing the episode to be the last word on the subject because it yeah. just seems kind of contrary to mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. And um, yeah, and I guess just the takeaway is maybe just I'm going to be definitely more mindful of my languaging around, you know, and gossip is like so oh, it's, fucking. It's the worst. It's insidious. It's, insid- it's addictive. It actually releases chemicals in yeah. your brain. That you are can be addicted to, and it's really hard. I used to be to really, I used to gossip. be really bad, yeah, with it, yeah. And then in university, um, uh, I I remember one time a bunch of people were gossiping in our class, mm-hmm. which like that shit was happening all the time in theater school, yeah. And Geo, our friend Geo, was in the circle while the conversation was happening, and I remember him just going, "I don't like this," and just walked away. <laughs> yeah, and, I love and when that. I saw that, I was like, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> I don't think I like this either. And it was like from that moment forward, I was just like, I don't like, t- I don't like talking smack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. No. You know? Um, All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Let's start to this week's episode. Uh, it's, it's a great one. Um, if you, if you listen to a couple episodes back, I believe it was titled Shameless Hussy. Mm. We talked to Shameless about her and her boyfriend's uh, threesome escapades and, and their relationship. Well, uh, this week we've got Shameless's boyfriend on the mic mm-hmm. and uh, we dive into a whole bunch of things like their, uh, their relationship, uh, him as a fat kid turning into a, a a just beefcake. a beefcake hunk of <laughs> hunk of hot mess, and uh, and I think we can do a little bit of peg uh, combo. We almost missed it, but we definitely we almost we missed it, but it. we got into it. Uh, so enjoy this episode with our pal H, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Bye bye.
and uh, okay, I'm I'm excited for this because this is you know we've had we've had like a, a number of people reach out who wanted to come on the show like um, as a couple, mm-hmm. and uh, we tried it a couple times, and it's actually really hard. It's really tough to like have a conversation with a with a couple or a thruple or a th- oh, yeah that that that's really tough too. Um, we actually, we had a thruple on and, and it, it, it was awesome, but then one of the tracks got fucking deleted and Ooh. we lost the episode. Um, anyway, so, so we don't have a couple on, but H you're here mm-hmm. and a couple of weeks ago, your girlfriend shameless was on the show and we talked to her and a lot of what she talked about was had to do with you. And then you were like, well, fuck sign me up i want to come on and and i want to speak my my piece so i like that we have like a couple but you guys are separate mm-hmm. and we can hear and we can talk sh- we can talk things about each yes, other talk shit yeah. about shameless <laughs> yeah. well i mean from my perspective it'd be t- tough to have a couple on because all automatically when you're in the same room you're kind of constrained about what you want to say mm-hmm. that's right you're staring down the barrel of a gun you're like you gotta go home to me yeah that's yeah. right, yeah, that's right. To, you might not get laid tonight because of what you say <laughs> that's like every time jeremy and i go to a party together and i <coughs> and i like i'm a i'm a teaser so i'll like i'll tease but jeremy is like you're a fucking dick actually and i'm like no i'm just kidding i'm just joking around and making jokes about us and you're like no you're just being a jerk and so I feel that way. Wait, wait, whoa, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we, we will hang out sometimes. Did that happen last night? We no, it didn't happen last night. I'm in a much, like, as of the last few years, I'm on a much better, like, behavior. But I know. Are you just talking about when you get drunk? Yeah. And you turn in, <laughs> and you legitimately turn into a hateful witch <laughs> yeah. at me? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, so I totally, I totally get what you're saying. I don't think that's what H was saying at all, but uh, sure. Staring down the barrel of a gun. But right. I, I understand the feeling of like constantly checking in with your partner and being totally. like, is it okay that I'm yeah. saying this? As opposed to just being like, I'm going to say this. I'll think about yeah. it later. You have a little more freedom. Yeah. yeah. Try, try dating shameless. She just says it and then looks at me and is like, oh God. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But she seems like, like that kind of lady who's just like not scared to speak her mind at all yeah well speaking of uh shameless and you h um i i've got a question uh it's fucking hot we, we're like in the middle of this crazy ass heat wave said the whole planet uh, yeah i don't know if anybody else in the world is feeling this but <laughs> the, in Lo- it was like this in london too it was insane it's been insane for the last two months do you find that because um, we were talking about how you don't have like ac at your house mm-hmm does that uh do you guys find it hard to fuck in heat waves yes yeah absolutely it's does it just like turn you off from it um i don't think it's that it doesn't turn you off you just don't have the energy like because we when we like go at it it's just the sweatiest time of our lives yeah you know, she she's committed to me dripping sweat on her forehead that she's just she's just going for it but yeah like you're just too hot and exhausted. Mm-hmm. You spend a whole day out in the heat and you just want to like lay down each other and like touch each other. Barely. Just, just, just like fingernail just, on fingernail. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I usually just touch her butt. Just, just the tips of my fingers on her butt. And that's like <laughs> good. Yeah. I like it. But the, fa- the, with all the dogs in our lives right now, sometimes it's like, it's not just the heat and the sweat, but it's also like, there's a lot of dog hair yeah, on everywhere. the bed. And, Oh that man, makes me not. Becca and I have got a thing about dog hair on the bed. Her dog sheds a lot, does she, and as does, soon as oh, Lido, does he? As, yeah, you know this. I know you know. <laughs> I know because I sweep my floor twice. As a day. soon as Lido gets up on the bed, it's like, all right, well, I can't sleep on this bed anymore. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a Lido. It's just Lido. I'm it's just sleeping Lido on Lido. Nest. Um, I, I, it was make, it's been making me think about um, Do the Right Thing. Do you guys remember that movie? The, the Spike Lee joint, Do the Right Thing? Takes place in, uh, it, was, it was back in the 80s, I think is when they, the film came out, or back in like early, early 90s. Takes place in New York during a heat wave. And, there's, and Spike Lee is, is, uh, is actually star, stars in the movie. And there's a scene where he goes, he's with his girlfriend and it's this like really sensual sex scene where he takes a, an ice cube and he just like runs the ice cube all over her body, like on her nipples and on her butt and upper legs and their thighs. It's, it's a great, great, great film scene. And I just keep thinking about that ice cube. I'm thinking, man. Have you done that with an ice cube yet? No, but I was thinking about uh, maybe doing it. It's pretty great. Fuck, I'll do it tonight. You should watch it tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight, but I also recommend the whole Ice Cube thing. Yeah, totally. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You got to be prepared. Like, don't just bring an Ice Cube. You need like a bowl. A bowl (laughs) of Ice Well, because like a bowl of Ice Cubes, because they melt, A, and then like you need a place to put the Ice Cube. You can't just like keep rubbing around until it's gone. (laughs) I think that's what Spike Lee did in the scene. He was like, I'm just getting rid of this Ice Cube. Uh, oh, you put it in your mouth and you sensually crunch it. Yeah. Well, the whole thing was she wasn't going to have sex with him. She was like, no, I ain't having sex with you. And he was hot. like, okay, well, hold on one second. And then he went and got it. Yeah, basically. I think that's a really nice. I I've actually think about the Ice Cube thing a lot. And I haven't seen that movie. And I haven't seen that scene. But I do. God, have you? It, it, it's one of like, it's a really I may good have movie. seen the movie. You I may have. For sure have seen it. But the... When we when we talk, sometimes we talk to people about like how to keep your sex life spicy or like how to try new things, and I'm like, this is like one of the most basic things yeah. you can do is yeah. like put an ice cube in your mouth or put an ice cube on the body. But I actually have never done it, so highly recommend it. Yeah, it's also like it's not as much one of those big sensual things like you know. BDSM or tying someone up it's just like fun like yeah. it is there's a lot of sexual component to you but there's also some hilarity to it because it's a slippery ice cube so yeah. like, you're just like shooting an ice cube off in the distance and, yeah. or yeah. you like put it on your stomach and it just like falls off and then it's just lost in your covers you just have to commit to having a wet spot wet, yeah wet spot <laughs> on the covers actually the other day uh, I did something for the first time that was so awesome and it went off really well it was it was uh uh uh, Becca really, really dug it. I was going down on Becca, and uh, I think we were like maybe a little bit intoxicated. So I, I just I reached over and I grabbed this big glass of water and I took a huge gulp of it. But for some reason, I was like, I'm gonna go down on her, but try to keep all of this water in my mouth the whole time. So I like created this like reverse vacuum seal like between my mouth and her and her. And her pussy. You weren't just blasting water up her pussy. Yeah, yeah, I just went. Like a whale. No, it was the reverse. So I, I continuously had to like, like keep sucking in, and the, and like air would go like would sneak into my mouth and it would bubble up. Like the water would be like bubbling and, and kind of like churning in my mouth. She's appalled. Maynard, uh, Maynard yeah, Maynard's up here on the couch. She's just like, oh my, burying God. her face in her arms. Do you not like that little story? Huh? <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, all right. Well, let's let's bring it back to ancient shameless here. Uh, I know that. Uh, so I've got one. I've really just have one question. How was how was uh, a foursome? 
Oh, yeah. An, uh, an MFFF. Foursome. Oh, intimidating. So intimidating. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of... It was, it was really, it was a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, listening to her podcast, we both had the same opinion on it. It felt a lot like two couples kind of fucking. Mm. Uh, which was still great and still, like, very sensual and awesome. Um, you know, I mean... There was definitely some highlights for me. I got a I got a three person blowjob in my kitchen. What is that like? That was amazing. Like, it was so. Good. I mean, my first thought is if you have three people on your penis, you it must be a substantial size. Oh, it's got to be at least twelve inches. <laughs> I mean, look at look at H. Look at him. They're an intimidatingly <laughs> sized man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I that would be. I mean, that's always been like a, uh, you know, like a like a, a distant like boys, uh, like a young boy Jeremy fantasy. Of, you know, it's so funny you said that. That was exactly how I was going to describe it. It was just my inner child being like, "Pump, I did pump. it. Yeah. yeah, I did it. Yeah." yeah. Screw all you guys who said that I couldn't get a girl. Ha. Yeah, right, right. Because, oh, you, me and you had this conversation, actually, at uh, at Good Robot one time. Yeah. I think you were telling me, like, you, you were a fat kid. Quite fat, yeah. Growing up. And oh, yeah. you and you really didn't have much luck with, um, uh, you know, like, girlfriends or relationships when you were younger. And then that all sort of started to change when you hit university? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to kind of put it in a bit of perspective, in grade nine, I came into grade nine, I'd like, at 240. Holy fuck. 240 pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thick. In grade nine. Grade nine. I was... Uh, and you're not super tall. No, you like... no, I'm 5'9 and a bit. 5'9. Holy shit, dude. That's a big kid. Yeah, it was thick. Whoa. 42-inch waist. Whoa. I remember I had two of my smaller... You know, at that age, the size discrepancy is massive. So I remember I had two friends come over, and they both fit in a pant leg. Oh, like one in one, one, one pant leg, one in the other. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So then how did that, where did that, that all, like, tell us about that. Where, where did that all change? Like, yeah, what was I the... mean, for me, I got into, I never was a big sports kid. My mom always pushed me into sports. She was, you know, played sports forever. And I was like, video games, like, out all the time, every day. Got into grade nine. And then I got into rugby, actually. And it was kind of this thing where at grade nine, when I was so big, I excelled at it because try like Your brick wall. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going up against kids literally less than half my size, <laughs> yeah. you know, 110, 120 pound grade nine. So it was just like impossible. So I found a lot of success in it and it kind of carried over for me where success led to me being more motivated and then back and forth. And then all through high school, I kind of struggled with my weight because I would lose it in the summer playing a ton of rugby and then just pack it all back on in the winter. Until finally grade 12, I got, you know, two of my best friends um, got me into lifting weights. The same two that fit in your pant legs? No, right? not the same two. No, no. These are two. That would have been a great story. You know, like that's, that's a Netflix special right there. No, no. These are, these are two of my rugby friends. And funny enough, nowadays, we're all like the exact same size and build. Sure, right. It's very strange how we all, like, one of them was super skinny, the other one was, like, in the middle, and I was really fat, and then we've just kind of... Morphed. M- morphed. <laughs> Xenomorphed into this, like, <laughs> friendship group where we're all the same size, and we steal each other's clothing all the time. Right. Um, and they got me into lifting weights, and um, I got braces in grade 12, and then all that 
culminated in at the end when I went to university, got my braces off and was now like fit and had sh- nice teeth. And I was like, oh my God, girls find me attractive. What? Yeah. What's going on? What was that experience like? Like finally having, you know, like attention from, from females and like you, you, up to that point, you just didn't have it. Right. So no, no, I was like every girl's best friend. Was it super jarring? It was jarring. And it was like, like not to sound cocky, but it's like, is this how easy it is for attractive people? Mm. You just have to like look at someone and go, hey. And then there's a conversation starter. And then all of a sudden you're having sex with this person. Right. Sure. And I'm like, what? What is this crazy world I've, got, I've gotten into? Uh-huh. Yeah. This upside down what world. What skills uh, did you have to develop because you were not traditionally good looking? See, that's the other end of it as well. Is that, it's funny you say that, is that I had to be like every girl's best friend. So I had to learn how to talk to women because mm. a lot of guys, you know, especially guys that are attractive right out, right out of the gate, they never have to learn how to it's talk really to It's really better when they just keep their mouths closed. Yeah, generally. yeah. Like, you know, they're not a different species. Mm-hmm. Just talk to them the exact same way you talk to anyone else and yeah. have a conversation, listen to what they say, respond accordingly. Um, and so that, ha- and cooking, cooking as well. Yeah. 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 Wow. So both those Smart. things. Right? Right. Playing Smart a long game. cookie. Long game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so like you did, did you just, I guess you just kind of fell into this, uh, this new lifestyle sexually where you started, you started, um, uh, like, did you just, did you go for it? Yeah. Did yeah. you just like, oh, yeah, just go to ho. fucking town? Yeah. 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 And also learned a lot. Cause you know, I never really had the experience of like having two or three girls want to sleep with me and be sleeping with at the same time and just blowing so many things up completely. Mm-hmm. Just like massive explosions, being like, "Oh, you're not supposed to do that." Okay, right? Uh, you mean like like emotionally, yeah, and like, yeah, like you know, people's feelings and mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, getting slapped and all that fun stuff. Right, sure. You yeah, got slapped. Oh yeah. What'd you get slapped for? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a. Uh, so, I got slapped once, so I just I'm just curious why other people get slapped. No, I mean, <laughs> funny enough, the the time I got slapped was actually kind of a misunderstanding. Um, <laughs> like. <laughs> Which is which is weird. <laughs> I'm like all, all out of no out of all <laughs> yeah. the possible reasons I would have gotten slapped for this one was legitimately a misunderstanding. I uh, had recently broken up with my ex girlfriend at the time um, and was seeing a new girl. And uh, m- me and my team wanted like our big our big rugby game. And I told the new girl, I'm like, I'm gonna get absolutely blackout drunk tonight. I might end up at your place. I might not. You told her that. Yeah. Okay. I was like, a preface, I'm going to be three sheets to the wind if you see me tonight. Like, just take care of me. So I finally make it in uh, to the bar and my ex-girlfriend and her friends are there and they see me just like stumbling around, eyes closed. I should not have been let in. Um, so they just feed me some water and put me up at the back bar <laughs> and I have my head on my ex-girlfriend's shoulder. I don't remember any of this. This is all third hand um, telling, by <laughs> mm-hmm. the way put my head on my ex-girlfriend's shoulder because I'm just like dead to the world. And uh, the new girl saw this and thought I was making out with her. Ooh. My ex-girlfriend was totally sober at this time. So I double checked with she her the next day. She's just like, yeah, I know this guy. This now. is, yeah. so, this is also him. such a like romantic comedy, mm-hmm. uh, like Adam Sandler kind totally. of like moment. Yeah. So the only thing I remember that night is really two things. One is the look on the girl's face when she shoved my ex-girlfriend and <gasps> cranked me whoa and whoa. It was just like boom 
back to blackout. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you were already there. Yeah. And then yeah. she sent you right back. And then all of a sudden I'm outside the bar and she's tearing a strip off me and I'm like, Why are you mad at me? What did I do? And I have no no recollection of anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, like I guess if you just if you dive straight in um after uh, you know, an entire lifetime of never being in relationships or or, you know, um having sex and like like there's no like lead up no warm up to it uh you're gonna run into the the stories that i love to be honest with yeah because i was a super geeky gawky kid and there mm. and i just could not like i was just never cool enough to date or sleep with and i remember i had like members of my cohort that were like similar and then I didn't sled it up right away. I wish I had, but anyway, I did not. But my girlfriends kind of did, and I was like, yeah, they're like revenge sledding it up. They're like going out there, and there's like breaking hearts and sleeping with everybody, and there's something kind of admirable about that, kind of envious. I was kind of envious about that. Yeah. yeah Making was- up for... I, I was kind of in the same same boat, I guess. You were the funny best. You were the funny guy. Friend. I was. I was. Yeah. I was like the the funny guy who was friends with all the girls, but none of the girls wanted me. <laughs> and then I got. But then I got my braces off, and I remember that one. There was one night I got my braces off. It was like the first party of that night, and and I remember just being like, something's different here. <laughs> I feel different. Like everyone's looking at me different. Yeah. I think someone even said, like, you have a nice smile. And I think, like, that I came my pants, like, <laughs> just from that. <laughs> like, picture, oh, God. I picture you as, like, Tobey Maguire in uh, Spider-Man. That was exactly what it was like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take fun. the glasses off and just, yeah. like, I don't need these. Yeah, that was I'm it. I'm jacked now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Except I'd never been jacked. Oh, oh man. God. I remember my older sisters being like, you know what? Sometimes you're born... And you go through elementary school and junior high and high school, and you're just like one of those beautiful kids. And sometimes you grow into your looks, and that's better. And I was like, that is not comforting to me. I'm in grade seven, and I am awkward yeah. as fuck. I think it is better, though. It is better. Because even I get it in junior high, it does not feel better. Even as an adult now, it's a long game. Even as an adult now, like I, I meet people, and, and I feel like there's some people you can tell. That they that they grew into it, mm-hmm. and I feel like those people are always they always tend to be just a little more empathetic, yeah, and have a little bit of a better sense of humor, mm-hmm. you know, and like a little more charming. They had to develop other skills yeah, to get it. by. Yeah, that's it. Survival, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. You, had to, you had to learn how to survive. Shameless yeah. was the same way. Yeah, should see some of her photos. She was she's there. a babe. Yeah. Oh my god, she I saw is. her the other yeah. day, and I was like. Ah, she's a babe. why is she such a babe? Yeah, she's got her makeup uh, down, like like on point. Her whole look. Anybody who knows what they fucking look like and yeah. they, like they know their look, I'm like, oh, I'm just jealous of yeah. that. Yeah, you guys are definitely like a power couple there. I like to think so. Yeah, she. I feel very lucky that we met and we had a funny, funny meetings and funny first dates and and I'm happy that she was like a weird emo teen. Yeah, for a long time. Well, what, what was your first date like? Oh yeah, yeah. So our first date, we went to your father's mustache. Um, For those non Haligonians, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like. Um, well, how would you describe your father's? mustache? I would just describe it like like Kelsey's kind sure, of. Sure. Okay. Yeah. With more taps. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like 
it's a restaurant, but it's also kind of like chainy, and it's just a food factory. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's a, a you, you basically went to Applebee's. I yes, mean, let's be, yes, for, Applebee's. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. Well, it was it was tough because why that? Because you're obviously you cook. You're a bit of a foodie. And yeah, she clearly is into food too, and like you guys we, have some. It was just like a weird like where do you want to go? And we were trying to figure out because it had to be lunch because she was working that night and I was working that night. So it's mm. like where are we gonna go and. It, we wanted to find a place with a patio, and there's not that many th- at that time. There wasn't mm. that many like lunch spots with a patio. Oh so. yeah, they have a rooftop, don't they? They do. Yeah. yeah, it's actually pretty nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, our first day was was funny. She talked. I talk a lot, but she like <laughs> blew me out of the water. I was just eating away, and I, I think I said maybe two or three paragraphs the entire time. Of sentences and she's just like da, 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 in the nicest way like telling me her whole life story and like oh, everything the best. it was awesome it was awesome and she she did ask a couple like hilariously we joke now but they're like pretty serious questions like she jumped into like uh back to back it was so funny and well dark funny um she she was like so tell me about your family like i told her about my mom and my brother and then she's like okay what about your dad i'm like well funny story he passed away when I was 21. She's like, ooh. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird. I didn't know him at all. They split up when I was super young. So it was just like, I got a phone call. I was like, hey, your dad's dead. I'm like, okay. Cool. I don't know how to feel about exactly. that. Exactly. I went to the funeral. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about any of this. Mm-hmm. I uh, want to talk more about that, but just a side note, continue. Yeah, yeah. So she's, you know, you know when you struck those really awkward questions and you just like feel like, oh my God, what did I do? And you're just panicking, trying to like get out of it. And so the next question she leads into is like, do you have any tattoos? And I, at that time, I only had the one, which is a back piece. And she's just, oh, what's your back piece? I'm like, well, funny story. I had like five of my friends die in a car accident when I was younger. <gasps> oh, my God. Back to back. Just like, oh bam, bam. Oh, my God. And she's just sitting there like, uh, uh. I'm like, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I wouldn't tell you if I didn't feel comfortable talking about it. But like, Holy moly. Yeah, you should have seen her face. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> was she just like, oh my God, I just talked for 45 minutes and I turned the mic to you and you'd fucking laid some serious shit yep, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So you were raised by your mom? I was, yep. And uh, and you have a brother? I do, yeah. Do you have other siblings? Nope, just a brother. And is he older or younger? He's older. Okay. Close. Are you guys close? No, no. We we are like, like fire and oil, like just blow up really every time we get together yeah yeah interesting Whoa. like and always have been like that uh yeah yeah he like we look i look like the milkman's son honestly like i get a lot of my looks from my dad's side which is like italian so like square pretty right, much a refrigerator right, right. with dark hair and blue eyes mm-hmm. and he looks like my mom's side which is like super tall he's like six five and blonde and like fair-skinned I'm like, well, how are we related? Right. How far in age are you apart? 18 months. Uh, oh, my God. That's so close together. And yeah. you didn't get along ever? No, 0%. Your poor mother. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But, <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. How did she handle that? She did did her best. Yeah. You know, it was more just like put up walls and try to. Boundaries. Boundaries and just like steer two each other. Two different houses. Like the nice part about it is so we were two years apart in school, even though we were only 18 months, which is great for separating friend groups. Mm. And then we also went to different high schools because okay. where I lived, you had two choices. You could go to the Catholic school 
uh, or you could go to the other high school. Um, the Catholic school was only a 15-minute bus ride, but the other high school was like a 40-minute bus ride. Okay. But I was also in elementary school two years longer than he was, so I was like, I'm going to go with my friends who are all going to the other high school. Mm. Right? Are you guys similar at all in terms of your, like, no. your, like nothing at all? Nothing. We, I, honestly, I struggle to find a single thing we have in common. He doesn't like I, You know what? I bet I bet you he's had uh, an MFFF threesome. <laughs> There's some random for sure. <laughs> yeah, something it. fucking uh, crazy. He's uh, just like, oh, you had three girls blowing you at one time? So did I, bro. And then you guys high five, and it, it's your best friends. Yeah, I've seen this movie. Together it's called and Step you get Brothers. bunk beds, and yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, there's it's more room for activity. Future. Um, so <laughs> did so you're raised by your mom. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me how what you have you reflected on like how that affected your view of like dating and sex and females and stuff like that? Um, it's it's like weird. Like it's a f- weird juxtaposition actually, because like I love women. Women are, I think women are the best thing to happen to anything ever. (laughs) They're beautiful and funny and great to look at and they make everything so much better. But it's also like, I haven't been the greatest to them at times. Mm. And, you know, it's something. Starting with your mom. No, my mom (laughs) is a saint. (laughs) And she, she's the absolute best. You know, she did an amazing job with us and she's amazing to this day. Like if, you ever speak to Shameless again and ask her about her like she loves my mom and and they get along super well and she's like a teetotaling Buddhist vegetarian like this just super hippie lady that raised me that I'm not like her at all in that respect but Mm -hmm. she's she's wicked but in terms of how I treat women it was it was very strange like growing up because I went through that phase of you know all these women wanting my attention and then I didn't know how to handle their emotions and feelings and I'd be like sleeping with a few girls at the same time and then they'd find out and like yell at me and I'm like I told you I didn't want to date like I didn't see anything problem any problem with this but uh you know growing up I learned that that was not the right move to do and uh, yeah turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors 
I yeah, loved yeah. a boy named Harry no, no, when no, no, I no. went to okay. school in England, and uh, but I pronounced his name Harry. Harry. Because Harry was too weird for me to say uh, as a fourteen-year-old girl in England. I was like, his name is Harry, and uh, he had blonde, what we called curtains at the time, which were these like bangs. bangs. And uh, he was very, he was also so you, very wait, round. You, you spoke with an English, at like a Canadian accent, but every time you said his name, you'd, you'd revert to Harry. Ang- Harry. And, and then there were a few other things I changed my accent for too, like uh, quid. And uh, mm, I don't know, like um, kebab. Tuppence. <laughs> Tuppence. Um, Do you, so uh, just to change gears for a moment, I, Coming to the the point of, um, you know, you and uh, Shameless having gone through this this period, this stage where you guys were were attempting um, and securing like a lot of threesomes between the two of you and and having fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone you know growing up who like didn't have a uh, you know wasn't having much sex and and sort of fell into it. Was this this thing of threesomes was like that's something that you've always um, wanted to uh, try or or experience? I mean, I think <clears throat> speaking pretty generally, most guys, if you were like, "Do you want to have a threesome?" Yeah, probably going to say yes. Yeah, but even like beyond that, I think for me, it was definitely one of those things that I always wanted to uh, try for sure and kind of explore with that side because. You know, like I said earlier, I, I love women. I think they're the best thing in the whole wide world. And so I always sh- not struggled with, you know, monogamy. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also one of those things where it's like, I really love girls. And, it, you know, it'd be nice to just like... Have more than one at yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Would you ever tell your mom you had you like threesomes? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom thinks the absolute world of me and that the sun shines out of my butt. Like, she, she likes to make jokes. She's like... Ha ha ha! Like you never do drugs. I'm like, I love drugs, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but not pot with my brother. <laughs> yeah, not pot with my brother. Um, did you ever? So, did, would you say that you have uh, or have thought about um, like a, a sexual bucket list per se? Mm, I mean, yeah, I find most of the sexual bucket lists that I've at least thought of have usually been with just the one partner. Like you know me. We'll like straight up make a list yeah. of things we want to do. Yeah. That's okay. He's making a note. Yeah, making a note. Uh, and I tripped her so hard for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said her name a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, in terms of like sexual pocket list, I not not really. I just was having fun in the moment of just like wheeling, dealing, meeting new people, and having fun, and just like really like being super relaxed about it, just taking every opportunity, like get randomly invited to weddings last minute and just go and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Um, Are you into the idea of an uh, an MMF threesome at all? Um, When we first started this, after our first threesome, I was like, hell no. Mm -hmm. And the more we kind of explore this side of us, um, I think I'd be more open to it. But I think the problem that I would have is that, like, most of the guys that would be involved is just, like, I want to fuck your girlfriend. Mm, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like finding – it's a different kind of unicorn. Yeah. It's a totally different kind of unicorn. And I don't know if I would have to be attracted to him. I mean, 
for the most part, I find guys not very attractive. I find I look like a gorilla. If you just describe me anatomically, it's like a thick, upper, thick upper body long and arms. like long arms, like hairy kind of all over, right? Um, but it would be someone I have to be like comfortable and like friendly with, and I don't know. It, it's definitely one of those things that the the more me and uh, Shameless explore that side of our sexuality, the more I'm like, I could potentially be open to it. I think I'd be more open to it in like a group setting than I would in like a just us in a room together. What, yeah. Why do you think it is, and I'm, at, I'm posing this question to both of you, that is so acceptable to have a, an FFM threesome and having that um, to the idea that your girlfriend might get to view your girlfriend having pleasure from another man. Like, can you just talk me through that a little bit? Because getting pleasure from another woman is one thing that I've, I've noticed that a lot of men don't seem to feel as threatened by as watching your girlfriend get pleasure from another man. And I just like, it's maybe it's self-explanatory. Maybe it's obvious. But can you just tell me a little bit about that? Well, I, I don't know. Because I've, I've thought about this a couple of times. I mean, I, maybe there is this like... Um, uh, maybe it has something to do with the fact that um, in general, from what I've been able to tell, and I think we've actually talked about this with a professional, um, women tend to be more inclined to be turned on by the same sex than, than the majority of males who don't identify as, as, gay like so so like so more straight women will have will be more inclined to be turned on by the thought of um other women much more so than straight men being turned on by the idea of another male and so i feel like that there's something there's something at play there where it makes it a little easier to to like swallow that pill as as a guy i don't i don't fucking know i don't know i think you're on kind of the right path i also think that's like a slight cop out as well for guys where it's just like i'm not attracted to guys so that's a no yeah yeah exactly so so for me it's you know i think it's male general male insecurity like i'm like watching my girlfriend get pleasured by another guy i'm like Mm -hmm. is this guy better than me like, do I have to fight this guy after this? Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's just innately through men in general and the general raising of men and uh, males these days. That's built in of that sense of competition, the sense of you yeah. have to be better. It's the same reason, like, we compare penis sizes. Yeah. That's literally what you're doing with your girlfriend's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but the thing is, like, I, the idea of doing it, the idea of having a, a um, MFM threesome with... Um, uh, a female that I don't really know or don't mm-hmm. have like a you know like a emotional an emotional connection, connection to. I, th- to me, I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Uh, like I would do that if someone if someone hit me up today and was like, come over, we're having an MF, MFM threesome. If you're the third and I'm the third, then pff, sign me up. I'm in. I have no problems doing it's it. It's amazing how many of my friends. That's the exact story. I have like a dozen or more guy friends. Um, that have done that just yeah. like random nights at the bar yeah. and like all this craziness. And you know, these are like your traditional, like macho kind of guys. 
and that's that's the story. Yeah, but then the uh, but then the thought of doing it with Becca or doing it with you, it's uh, I, I don't feel good about it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's 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 a lot harder. But the thought of having a threesome with Becca and another female, I'm cool with. Although if that other female is a lesbian, and I have no I there's and I have She's no like relation no. to that. Yeah. Yet. Becca and this other woman have like emotional ties. That's even that is like a little, that that was a little challenging for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I had insecurities there. So I I think it really just boils down to like, uh, I don't know, man. Fuck. I don't know. I think, I think really, I mean, I think honestly it's, it's like, it's one of those things that we should just get over. Well, I mean, you do, you have to keep talking about it and like, yeah, I think uh, one of my tactics in general with like, exp- you know, approaching things that are a bit uncomfortable for me is like, okay, imagine yourself in this situation. Put yourself outside your comfort zone in your imagination where you're confronted with feelings you don't really want to deal with. And that's how I kind of wear away at my own sensitivities. Yeah. And so I just put that out there because... I'm not expecting, honestly, you to have any new answers. I don't, you know, like I, I'm assuming there's some sort of evolutionary reason for this as well. Um, Perhaps. But yeah. I just think it's probably a good question to ask yourself once in a while. Yeah. Um, and be like, try to reason yourself around it. And It's funny because it's like, it's one of the things that I want to, it's like on my bucket list yeah. to do. But the idea of you want to do a two Maynard? Sign me up. All right, here we go, Maynard. Maynard's at death door. She's like, I have something I need to say. <coughs> hey, Maynard, no barking. Hey, barking. hey. No shush. barking, baby girl. No barking. Hey. I think not being a. Uh, sought after sexually in high school made me more empathetic as well, which is why I fostered these dogs that can't uh, walk. Hey, Jesus. quiet. Maynard, hey. Maynard. No. It's okay. Good girl. Good girl. girl. It's okay. Good girl. Go back to being peaceful and regal. Yep. They're talking to dogs outside. I was, I'm so curious after 101 Dalmatians what they're talking about. What kind of message are they spreading? Has someone been kidnapped? Have many puppies been kidnapped? Oh no! Did they have to fight Crowdville? Stop it! Um, uh, how do we tie this back in? Uh, <laughs> just doing a little bit of editing here. I got cut off. Basically talking about wanting to bang. Well, well you were saying your bucket list um, is to to do this, and I I always think, well, from, at least from my perspective, I find it. Strange how we're super uncomfortable with that ideal of MFM threesomes, but like I would be much more open in it, like a group setting. Like, yeah, if it was like six people, like three and three going at it. Yeah, that would like. Have you ever been in that situation before? No, no, close, two off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, there's par- there's parties in Halifax that happen uh, uh, semi frequently. Yeah, yeah. He's talk to them about me or talk to me about them yeah um and we've discussed it and it's like i feel like it's one of those things that we're gonna have to dip our toes in Mm -hmm. and explore um i don't you know because we had not a bad experience with the with the foursome but it was one of those things that like 
it definitely threw a wrench in our relationship for a little bit afterwards because we didn't have that time like you guys talked about um to digest and talk and do you feel the same way about uh, that 100 situation yeah our relationship was super out of whack yeah for a couple weeks for sure yeah um because we were on super opposite schedules and we didn't have time to talk about it and she was unhappy and i was unhappy and we weren't having sex and then there's these like this third party that's being like hey hey talk to us what's going on yeah when are we gonna get together again yeah right and you know not to sit talk ill of them this was just this was just a kind of mistake on our our part of learning curve thing and now we know like yeah you know the first one i know you all talked about the very first reason we had it was amazing and great and one of the best parts about that is me and her dropped the girl off at her place afterwards and we just went to stillwell and yeah. we had some food and a drink and it was amazing we just like was that good for you was that, yeah it was good for me was yeah. that good for you what did you like? I like this. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. nice. That's I like that as opposed to just like rolling over and, and, and talking about it in bed. Like yeah. actually g- get out of the space that it happened in. And that's a timing thing, man. I feel like we got to get more into that. Like sex earlier in the day, you know, when with, with dates and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I know you're grinding your teeth at me because you were like, hello. I've been asking to fuck at 1 p.m. every day. That's my time. <laughs> Uh, he was doing it at eleven. Yeah, but like, but like on a on like a date scenario, you know, it's like it's we like, always we always resort to dates at like nine p.m. No, it's no, like, what the fuck? You go out at like seven. Yeah, you got two hours of date. Yeah, and then you're all you're back at your place at nine thirty. Uh, yeah, and then you got a whole night ahead Let's of be you. Be wholesome about this. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, be, we're In adults bed by eleven. Maybe we're fucking adults. This is great. <laughs> Breakfast the next day. Yeah. Well, is is there anything we didn't touch on H that you were hoping we would dive into? You had one, didn't you? Did I? I think you did. I feel like you told me you really wanted to ask about. Um, I'm just gonna say we can edit it out at, if I'm incorrect, but we can talk about being pegged. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! I forgot all about that. Uh, I, I debated letting it slide. Oh <laughs> you know yeah! You know what? What's yeah. So like? yeah. So you, so tell me about the pegging thing. Because uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Is that this didn't come up on Shameless's episode. Oh, I know. She said that you were very heartbroken afterwards. Where it did come up was uh, there was another time where we had talked and it came up in conversation mm-hmm. um, with Shameless uh, through this like little, little little 20 questions thing that we did with her. Oh, I heard. And uh, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. dropped the, the, the P-bomb. That she, she she's into pegging, and I didn't know this about you because we you, you and I know each other. Yeah, we do. And uh, so I was like, "Oh my god, what H gets pegged? That's so crazy!" So, how, how did that come about? Whose idea was it? Tell what us you, all. Yeah, about tell it. us everything. Give me all the fucking details. I love it. <laughs> um, this is great. So very much her idea. Okay. Um, that that whole side of me. Um, the backside. The backside. The backside. Is one of those things that I find guys, for the most part, are super reluctant to. Yeah. And then, like, you know, for me, it was like, I got super drunk with this girl, and she just, like, went to town on me, and I'm like, whoa, what is this? What yeah. are you doing back there? Hello. Okay, you were hammered. She was all of a sudden pegging you? No, 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 no. Okay. No, this is, like, this is just the lead-in in regards to, like, guys in terms of opening that 
end of themselves sexually. <laughs> yeah, having a finger in your ass or a tongue in your ass exactly, or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was always like, nope, nope, not for me, not for me. And then, Why are guys you know, so shy about having their buttholes approached? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's another good question. That's There's a lot of girls out there that are shy about having their buttholes approached. That's true. I suppose that's yep. true, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think guys are just more reluctant because <laughs> it immediately brings back to that. Yeah, right, yeah. that masculinity thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just I never thought about it. And then one time I was drunk with this girl and just kind of ended up on, on my backside. I'm like, whoa, this is nice. I really yeah. like this. this and was nice she thing. just like, lick, like licking your ass? Or, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah? yeah. Just sp- spread cheeks, tongue in there. Going Whoa. to town. Yeah. Nice. And I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. I could, I could do this more often. Yeah. You know, that little light bulb pops off. Yeah. Sexual light bulb. Like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then so me and she, you know, explored that, that <laughs> end of myself sexually bit. And I knew we, it was one of those things. She dropped that bomb on me like probably like a year and a half, year-ish, damn, again. Yeah. Uh, into our relationship. And uh, so so I was like, okay, maybe. And it was one of those things. And I think I gave – I, you know, we had talked about it, talked about it. And I think I bought her a little pegging dildo for <gasps> our anniversary or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, this is for you. I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to feel about it. And, like, how big are we talking? Like Very little. Like uh, my pinky finger? Have you had a finger up your butt? Uh, yes, I have. And how much more than – one finger can you fit? Oh, no. Nah, well, I've only had just one. Right. And how was that? Uh, in Tight? pretty intense. Yes. It was intense. Yes. So, so, like, it was like, it was. About, no, it's like a finger. It was. It's a it's, pinky finger. Yeah. Size? yeah. Okay. Like, it's like, it's like literally if you just stretch out your index finger. Yeah. Okay. That's, gotcha. That's roughly like, you know, circular. I've never had version. my finger that far up anybody's butt. Uh, I think I've had, I haven't had a, a full finger in there, but I've had up to the knuckle. I the think. The first knuckle? That's not very far. No. Uh, I think the second uncle. The second uncle. Okay. I think so. Wow. Uh, we're we're gonna have to confirm this, uh, and then and then check back in because I, I don't how know. How are we gonna sure. confirm this? Uh, I can ask Becca. Because <laughs> you, I don't think you've had your. <laughs> I literally thought you're just gonna walk outside and then just, yeah, yeah, try. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna confirm this right now. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about that's how much. Far. Yeah, as much as I can take. So, okay, so it was this little peg. Yeah, yeah, and like it was intense. Like you know, it was. I was super nervous. How you girls trust us with fucking you in the ass? I have I know. no idea. I know. It's Honestly, crazy. it's insane. The it amount you have to go, hey, just slow down for yeah. a minute. Oh, I yeah. promise you, if you take 10 minutes for the introductory period, then it's, you know, you're fair probably game. fair game. Yeah. But you got to take your time for like the first 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, you got to be super patient. Yeah, lots, lots, and lots, and lots, and lots of lots of lube. Yeah, spit doesn't work. Spit, spit doesn't count. It's okay a bit. Doesn't count. It's not gonna. It's not gonna cut. No, you need lube. It's not gonna cut it. Um, but now, when she first used it, was she using it by hand or was she wearing it? She wore it. So, so she had a strap on, yeah. like a or like a a, a harness. Yeah. Okay. Well, she, right. she bought the harness for our first threesome. Right. Which was amazing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. cool. She, okay, bought the harness for the woman. Yes. In the threesome. Got it. Yeah. We had a great moment. I call it the double fuck. It's great. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Double penetration? No, 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 no. It was, she was fucking the girl, and because of the way the harness <gasps> is oriented, I was fucking her, but I could grab the girl's hips, 
and use my emotion to like I'm the driving force in all of this. That is so cool. Yeah, I just got I I just got a little twinge. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I gotta go get one of these. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and I was like, that was that was definitely my favorite part in in regards to that threesome. For sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So she had the harness. She already had the harness. Had the harness. Yep. Yep. And you know, I was like. You know, you put, you deal with me sticking up your butt all the time. Like, this is, <laughs> all the time. this is, <laughs> sorry. Left, right, and center. Yeah. yeah. She told you about our third date, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I was like, this is fair. I mean, this is only fair. And I'm like, you know, if we're going to try to explore sexuality in all its forms, like, give her, let's try. Yeah. And it was intense. We only have d- ever done it the one time. Um, it's too intense or like it was intense and it's like this is for special occasions I also think anniversaries was, and christmas only um i think so ish from my perspective but it's also one of those things that like think of like the first time you've done anal with a girl and like yeah. that was like oh, super special and then yeah like, you know three months down there like fuck me in the ass yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> right? yeah so uh it's definitely one of those things i feel like maybe it was also just like a little awkward as well because i'm so much bigger than her yeah Right, I'm like almost double the size of her, and I have a lot of I have thick hindquarters. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of butt to get through. Yeah, right. So, but it was it was good. It was strange. Well, I got to say this. Um, I I've I've never really had interest in being pegged, and I've been asked a couple of times, mm. and I've always said no, um, mostly because I just don't have much interest in it. But the you're now I think maybe the third person third uh male we've had on the show who's been pegged by their loved one and the more i hear about it the more i'm just pushed a little closer to being like that sounds kind of interesting that sounds kind of fun in my opinion it's like give it a shot yeah what's the, it's, i mean you it's don't a, know what you're missing you know, until you're you try it. lose it up there no exactly yeah <laughs> right? especially if it's yeah well if it's, it's on a, that it's on the harness if it's on the harness right then, you you're know, not gonna lose it up there right. and like give it a try and it, I'm not going to say it didn't feel good. It felt great. You know? Yeah. You definitely, I feel like I would like it more, strange enough, in a threesome. Yeah. Like, if I could get pegged and have a girl suck my dick at the same time. Yeah, I right. I feel like I would enjoy that a lot more. Did you have, did you orgasm from it? Did you have like a, uh, like a No, no, prostate? I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, have you ever had a prostate orgasm? I have not, actually. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. Me too. I mean, I've, like, I've come by having a finger up my ass while I'm getting... Mm-hmm. Uh, jerked off or whatever and that is so intense so mm. I can't even imagine what like you know what is it getting your prostate milked is that mm. what the is that what technically I, is I mean, you, maybe you probably did like it might not be that might much have. more yeah, mysterious right. than all of that yeah yeah you're right uh, like, like the orgasm afterwards was was great yeah like because yeah. it's so like everything's still kind of sensitive down there, yep. right? And it's just like, oh, this feels amazing, and then like twinging, and like, and what you're is kind going of vulnerable. On? Yeah, a vulnerable orgasm is a, an intense orgasm where you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm- yeah, I've been having these like I've been having these travel like post travel orgasms. <laughs> um, like because when I travel, I I'm usually staying with people, so like you know, there's not a lot of like jerk off time, right? Mm. And so I'm, I'm building up these yeah. like loads, these loads, yeah. and then and Eight then rovers. when I come home, it's like I fucking huge orgasms that are so intense because you know it's like I'm backed up from like eight nine days of nothing, and then yeah. all of a sudden, boosh. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't uh, get myself off a lot when I was on PI working either. 
the last i actually come to think of it that's a it's a good point i didn't even think about it that way but the last time i came was extremely intense yeah yeah from not not having done so for a while do it yeah maybe yeah we'll we'll see we'll see what happens what's the worst gonna happen i mean hey i'm not i'm not now i'm not opposed to it right so that's one one step closer what about psychologically is there something behind it of like being dominated as a dominating person because that's like pretty easy and I don't say this lightly maybe I'm misspeaking but I feel like it's pretty easy for a woman to be like I'm dominant in my personal life and my uh, career and so I like to be dominated in the bedroom Mm -hmm. so as a as a man do you find like that there's something about being dominated in that way uh yeah yeah a bit um i think it just stems back to i think who we are sexually in the bedroom i find most people are one way or the other they're either very dominant or or very submissive um there's you know there are obviously well a lot of people in between but you know me and it's very much one way every time yeah you both did it so much damn Uh, (laughs) It's love. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me and her, um, you know, it's very one way or the other. I'm very dominant. She's very submissive. Um, but that being said, it's like, you know, as a guy who it has been nice to the odd time, like, get tied up. It's, yeah, right? it's nice to switch it up. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. And it was super submissive. Submissive. That's probably why we haven't done it again because it was mm. like, I don't know, it was too much or we just haven't gone down that road again. Or, yeah. you know, we talked about it and I wouldn't be opposed to doing it again. Yeah, but I'm not like you know chomping at the bit to try it. But if she's like, "Honey, let's do this," I'd be like, "All right, good. here me, we go. Pour me a glass, a couple, couple glasses of bourbon. And let's yeah. get this, this <laughs> yeah, right. party rolling." Yeah. Do you worry at all that as your relationship progresses into like longer and longer term that like sex will become more of a like less spontaneous or less like inspired? I do, I do, and actually, it's one of those things that we, you know, when I know she talked to you guys about um, our, our troubles that we've had, where I was having really big issues with my job, and so was she, and we didn't have sex, and it's like, what is going on? We used to, you know, smash like jackrabbits like all the time. Uh, it's definitely one of those things that um, I worry about, but I think if you know, for me, I've been very conscious of it, and. You know those odd times where it's really you don't really have time, but you're both kind of in the mood. Yeah. Just make time. Yeah. Just like yeah. just do it. Ham, when you just feel do it. it. Just yeah. if you if she reaches over and you know, <laughs> grabs the bull by the horn, like go. Yeah. Full steam ahead. Yeah. You know, and you just have to. I think it's it's one of those things that if you can still do that every so often, it's signs of good. You know, and I think the threesomes and the foursomes help that it's like not i want i don't want to say stopgap or a band-aid measure but they like bring it back up right it's like you, know, you have a dip in a bit of your sexuality and your sex sex drive sex life and you have a threesome or a foursome or some of these crazy sexual experiences and all of a sudden it's like boost your confidence right? boost yeah. your yeah but it just like it, it boosts your fuel for your imagination yeah yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff 100 so yeah. i mean that for me is the biggest reason why, and I think for her in the same route, why we still want to continue on with having threesomes or foursomes or whatever. It's like, we're not super into the idea of like uh, polyamory, at least yet. We've talked about it a bit, but it's more just, we enjoy having that sexual experience together because it just like gives us a little shot of energy that'll mm. sail us through for another like three months, four yeah. months, mm. right? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. I think it's a, it's one of those uh, aspects of being in a long-term relationship you have to like anticipate and plan ahead for. Mm-hmm. Because too often I think you get into a new relationship and you're like, "Oh, this is fiery. It's going to last forever." And then yeah. when it doesn't, you go, "Oh fuck, I made the wrong decision. Yeah. I should be with somebody else." And it's like, "No. This is actually like a thing that everybody deals with in their relationship and there's a way." There's yeah. definitely a way. Ooh. I think it's my new favorite question. Yeah, I think all relationships kind of have that ebb and flow, and you don't have to have a threesome or foursome like it. But you do, like you said, you have to make time. You have to let's go, let's rent a cabin. Mm-hmm. Get, yeah, everyone has their ways. Let's just get weird with each other for a whole like night. Yeah, you know. Yeah, get some drugs, get some booze, <laughs> yeah. and just get weird for seven hours straight. Yeah, get rid of the kids, get rid yeah. of the dogs. Exactly. Like yeah. you need that time alone. You need to get back in because so. We're so time constrained in our day to day lives. It's like, okay, got like an hour here, you know, half a night here, and you got to make food and this and that. Put your phone together. away, put your computer away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, this was great. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad no we were able to get you in. Same. And have this little chat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another uh, fantastic episode, as always. And in the meantime, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, uh, a rating, and hit the subscribe button for sure. And um, if you want to support us in other ways, we are on Patreon. We we do this podcast in our own time, uh, fitting it in in our busy schedules to bring you content that's interesting and informative and uh, any financial assistance from our listeners is is well greatly supported uh, supportive and much appreciated and we honestly wouldn't be doing this continue continuing to be doing this without your support so that's right thank you to our subscribers on patreon and um you can find us there patreon at turn me on podcast yeah, uh, patreon.com slash turn me on. Thank you. You yeah. know all the yeah, details. Yeah, there you go. And, does everything. Uh, and uh, a huge thank you to uh, Emily Sori for the intro music and the outro music and Rich O'Coin for the, the midway music. By the way, I saw Emily Sori in concert the other day. Uh, oh she my was gosh, playing she's so fucking um, a good. guest artist at my sister's show, Atlantic Blue, on Prince Edward Island at the Guild. And Emily Sori came in as a guest artist and she just like sneaks in kind of very unassuming, drops like 100% comedy in five minutes, plays like a brand new song she's never played before for anyone, brings the house down and then is like, okay, bye and like sneaks away. She's like, she's just so good. Oh, she's such a superstar. It's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever told the exact story of how seeing her in concert for the first time led to us ultimately opening our relationship um, but maybe that's what yeah, that's for yeah. Story. Maybe you can use that for uh, yeah. uh, foreplay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it. That is it for this week. Uh, we love you all so much. Until next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.